Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nettling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to share topics and guests that will empower you to empower grow your business, and take it to the next level. Today, I am so pleased to have on my show, Lane Kennedy. And let me tell you about Lane. Lane is today's no-nonsense, modern-day calm maker. God, we need that. Mm. (laughs) Not your ordinary meditation and mindfulness teacher. She is also a holistic practitioner, DNA nerd, and host of the Connected Calm Life and Your Sober Now What podcast. She has been a meditator for over two decades and teaches publicly and privately for government agencies, corporations, and for those seeking recovery in San Francisco and abroad. Her main focus is sharing how to create a calm life and do it without drinking or anything else. I chose the theme for today to be get rid of I'm not good enough thinking. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Please join me in speaking with Lane Kennedy. Lane, such a good topic. Oh. Vicki, good yes. to be here. So, yeah. So good. Uh, you know, we could have probably done this every week for the last two and a half years. <laughs> oh. I know COVID just tore us apart, really. Yeah. yeah. Like inside and out. Tough, tough, tough time. Very tough time. Going to be a lot of good stories um, for our our youth and uh, those beyond. But we always start out with the easy question. Please tell everybody where you call home. Where do you live? I'm in San Francisco, California. Ah, yes. Love San San Francisco. Mm -hmm. What is the one thing that needs to be changed in every household today? Everybody needs to find a practice. Everybody, everybody needs to find a practice. And when I talk about practice, I'm talking about changing their mindset and changing and and finding that calm place. Yeah. And if you don't have a practice then you can't get to that calm place, Mm -hmm. you know, we live in a world where we, the human has not evolved to where we are technology, you know, technology wise. Mm -hmm. So we are burnt out, overwhelmed, stressed Mm -hmm. out, not sleeping. So everybody needs a practice. Yeah. And and we're not just talking to the women in my audience. We're talking no. to everyone. Everybody. You know, even the even the school kids are, yes. you know, same yeah. way. What is the one thing that needs to change in you today? What are you looking to change? Yeah. So I constantly seek to expand my consciousness, my mm-hmm. awareness. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm at that next stage in my life um, where, you know, the bones are starting to ache. 
you know, uh, my health is changing. And so what I'm really, really tuning into right now is, you know, I work with a lot of people around their genetics and their genetic profile and their DNA. Mm -hmm. So I'm really paying attention to my own DNA yeah, right now. Right. That's self-discovery is a very important thing. Yeah. Trust me for somebody who's over 60. Trust me. Mm. why don't women or people stick mm. to new habits laziness <laughs> it's pure laziness really it's well you know if we look at the brain and how the brain has these um neural pathways where right let me back up let me go backwards for a minute so we have this incredibly you know quick thinking prefrontal cortex it's like going all the time mm -hmm. And we get into these patterns yeah. and you know the brain likes to um conserve energy right mm -hmm. so you think about if you're going to the store you know how to get to the store it just right. takes you there yeah. right uh, you know how to brush your teeth it just it's automatic it's less thinking right so we're, we're habitual creatures so it's hard to implement a new habit or to break a habit yeah. because you're asking the brain to either uh take a new path mm -hmm. or to eliminate a path. Right. Which it doesn't want to do. <laughs> Learn or unlearn. Mm -hmm. and, and I think too, it is also recognizing that it's a habit is sometimes yes. a, a stopping block there too. People don't want to admit to their habits. Mm -hmm. Because then that could be shameful. That could be uh, like get involved with their pride. Mm -hmm. That could uh, wreck families, you know, change mm -hmm. relationships. Uh, when we think about habits, I mean, a relationship could be a habit. Yeah. You know, a relationship with your phone, mm -hmm. uh, a relationship with food, yeah. a relationship with overworking. So I have to work, right? Like the thinking around that is like, oh, right. I have to work. I have to earn a paycheck. I have to earn money. But that relationship is doing a little bit of damage. So we have a, an answer to maybe how to do this. Why is it that people still think when we meditate, it's not, you know, why do people have a stigma about meditation, I guess, is really what I'm trying to ask. Yeah, right. Well, I think people reflect on, uh, you know, what it looks like, yeah. right? There's like, look at the 60s, the generation of the 60s, yeah, right? The 60s. Like, let's go back in time for a minute. Again, it's like, you know, the, the, the guys chanting at the airports, yeah, you know, yeah. like people are like, mm -hmm. what is that? No, I don't want to have that. Right. I'm trying to be different. I'm trying to, um, you know, earn a lot of money, take care of my family and do X, Y, Z. I go to church and things are mm -hmm. good. Right. And so there's this painted picture of what meditation is from our yeah. past. Yeah. And I think that's where I come into play. No. So my perspective on meditation and why I'm not the ordinary teacher, and I say this to my classes, is that they come into, my students or clients will come into a class and they'll think, oh, we're gonna sit here and we're gonna put our fingers together and we're gonna breathe and nam yoke, you know, whatever. And that's not meditation to me. I mean, that's a 
form. It's a type of practice. Right. And why I get so uppity about this is, is meditation can be simply looking out your window and looking at the trees, yeah. right? It's, it's changing that perception. It's changing. It's like putting those old ideas to bed, right? We're not sitting in a circle and saying kumbaya. Mm-hmm. No. And I, I think one of the greatest things about COVID was that pre-COVID, there were not a lot of meditation and mindfulness teachers. Okay. Right, I'm right. just going to say that for the record. Um, I was very fortunate because I was a meditation and mindfulness teacher pre-COVID. <laughs> and it was wonderful, right? Because I would meet clients and go to companies. And that meant they really understood that there was scientific evidence to show what this practice was doing. Right. COVID came into play. And then now everybody's a meditation teacher, right? So the mm-hmm. yoga teacher is now a meditation teacher. The health coach is now a meditation teacher. Uh, there's all these meditation teachers, which is great because we need a lot of people meditating. Yeah. <laughs> but it also brought this awareness of the scientific, you know, the research of what's actually happening yeah. in our brain. And, you know, what's happening to that prefrontal cortex that I was talking about mm-hmm. earlier with habits. Right. Right. We're, we're quieting that down when we go into meditation. Mm. And when we do that, we can make different decisions. We can react differently. So I'm thrilled that there's a lot of teachers out there, but sometimes I think, well, mm, I don't know. I get a little judgmental, Vicki, I got to tell you. You just have to do it. Yeah, you just have to do it. You just, you have, just to have to do it. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, one of the things that keeps us going back to the earlier question about the habits is the shiny mm-hmm. object. You know, we, we start doing it and then somebody else tells you about something that they did. Yeah. And so then you stop doing what you were doing, but before you had time to create a habit. Right. Right. And that's why I am so adamant about finding the practice that works for the individual yeah, and be open to change. So, you know, there's MBSR mindfulness-based stress reduction, which mm-hmm. is a fantastic practice. It's scientifically driven. Um, it's again, wonderful, but some people, it doesn't work for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, after eight weeks, somebody comes into a class and they're like still antsy and fidgety. And they're, and they say, Lane, why am I still like this? Because that practice doesn't work for them. It doesn't work Mm -hmm. for them. Right. So for them, it's like, well, let's look at breathing. Yeah. Let's, let's just start with your breath. Like that's, you know, so it's really, uh, great to work with the teacher because a lot of people, we have all these apps now there's calm, there's headspace, there's aura that, you know, in all kinds of apps and people go in there and they start meditating on them, their set themselves. And then they get frustrated because it's not working. Mm-hmm. And then, then they, they go through and they're like, uh, this practice, I don't like it. Uh, oh, this practice, I don't like it. Right. So it becomes this kind of hassle or drag or mm. it's not working for me. Yeah. You have to see some, some win, some yeah. change. Yeah. yeah which is a great segue to the next question, which is why are women less likely to meditate? 
Yeah. <laughs> I just go back to the overwhelm in today's world. Yeah. I mean, there are so many things that we are doing now. Mm-hmm. Women in society. Yeah. It's like we are doing everything. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh it, it starts with like like cleaning and and cooking and paying bills and walking dogs and taking care of children and working and running errands and yeah. groceries, dry cleaning. Like the laundry list that we have today is tenfold mm-hmm. of what it used to be. Yeah. And then there's still the guilt factor that... yes. Oh, well, I can't do that because I have all these other things yeah. I have to take care of. Yeah. And so you get off the list of things that yeah. need taken care of. Yeah. Women put themselves, it just, no, I, I'll do it later mm-hmm. is a big common theme. I'll do that later. Um, I'll get to that tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Instead of just even three minutes, you know, yeah. and I work with uh, the San Francisco Police Department and I, and I, you know, police officers, they're on duty. Yeah. And I'll tell them, I say, you, you have time. And they're like, mm-hmm. no, we don't, Lane. I'm like, yes, you do. Because you go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. You, everybody goes to the bathroom and everybody can sit there for an extra minute or two. Mm-hmm. And then like, they laugh but then I'll see them again. Yeah, but breathing also helps that process. (laughs) Yes, right? But again, it's just this kind of nobody talks, nobody has been taught to take an extra minute. Mm -hmm. Nobody has been taught how to breathe properly. That's why I love my job so much. And that's why I'm a complete evangelist about meditation, the mindfulness, is that if everybody was doing this practice, the Mm. world would be a different place. And if you think about it, you know, especially with the moms that might be listening and just what she just said, you know, nobody teaches that. Well, if you as the mom incorporate this yeah. time with your kids, yeah. now you're killing two birds with one stone, if you will, because now you are doing what you need to do for you, but you are also doing it for your kids. Yeah. They're learning a skill that you had to wait till you were 30, 40, 50 years old to learn Yeah, so how much true. better the world would be. So much better. And we really need to do that. We, yeah. we, we really, yeah. like, I have a 12 year old and I started meditating with, when he was six with him mm-hmm. and he'll, he, I can watch him get heated and heated debate with my husband mm-hmm. <laughs> and, or, or something's happening and he'll pause and take a breath. Yeah. And I'll just be, yes, that's, Mm -hmm. he's winning right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's changing his brain. It's changing the way that he's going to respond and be reactive. Right. You know, and if you go back to what I do, helping people be better speakers, having that ability to take that breath yes, or to calm themselves before they respond Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, allow themselves the time to listen to somebody all of those things mm-hmm. make you a better speaker, make you a better trainer, coach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For, for for people who are getting ready to go speak at a board meeting or mm-hmm. in a business meeting or up on a stage, right? I always, I always, you know, say, just pause an extra 30 seconds. Yeah. You're going to be okay. Yeah. 
the, the people, whoever you're going to talk with, they don't even know it, yeah. right? They don't understand what 30 seconds is, but your body and your brain knows yeah. what that 30 seconds For is. For sure. For yeah. sure. So why do we obsess so much about ourselves? That's oh an God. interesting question. <laughs> we are so self-centered <laughs> and it's just gotten more intense right over the past couple of years with covid with with yeah. not having that connection with people right right and when we're when we're working in an office right we, we can bounce off of people at the water cooler or go have mm -hmm. lunch and then you're yeah. you know, bumping into the barista or the the waiter right so you're not inward thinking mm -hmm. you're outward thinking right so during these past two years we've become very isolated and inward thinking Oh, yeah. This kind of self-obsessive looping mm -hmm. is what I call it. And so it starts with, um, you know, oh, I'm really tired today. Yeah. Oh, and then it becomes, oh, I don't know if I, I, you know, got that paper right. And then, oh, I forgot that email. And then, oh, I, right, it's I, 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 mm -hmm. I. And so when I direct people to start thinking about them, <laughs> we, Right. I use different pronouns, like proper nouns. It's, it's you. Yeah. How can we change that inner dialogue? Mm -hmm. So you're not constantly thinking of I. Yeah. Because that when we're in the I, it is just dangerous ground. Yeah. That's why I love to volunteer yes. because it, it really takes your focus off of you, your problems, your life, mm -hmm. and allows you to focus on somebody else's. And it's such a great release. Mm -hmm. I always say I get so much more from volunteering than I probably give. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a number one thing. It's, mm -hmm. a, it's a number one mark. Like, that's a must. Yeah. So we, we discussed the fact that we need to create that habit. Mm -hmm. We discussed the fact that a lot of people have excuses for not. Yeah. One of them would, was that you mentioned was about not having time. So how yeah. much time should we devote to meditating? I love 20, 20, 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that you're going to sit there and kumbaya it out. No, <laughs> no. I think 20 minutes is a good amount of time to contemplate, to reflect, mm -hmm. to listen to the birds, yeah. to walk around your block or your neighborhood for 20 minutes, right? 20 minutes, one third yeah. of an hour. Everybody yeah. has that. Yeah. And again, it just goes back to the perception of how you value your time and how you want to live your life. Yeah. And, and so many people say, I just don't have the time lane, but what ends up happening and what I see with, I see this with my students, my clients, I see this every day is that when you take that one third of one hour out of 24 hours, your whole life begins to change. Mm -hmm. You suddenly have more time because you have more clarity. Yeah. You're able to focus more. It's like your return on investment, right? We're talking business language like goes up exponentially yeah, right with just 20 minutes 
And so I like to start like a day like that. If you can't start your day with 20 minutes, lunchtime. Mm-hmm. If you can get to that 20 minute mark, do it twice a day. Mm-hmm. And if you are, if you're just like Lane, that is just not going to happen. <laughs> I, people, you know, I have clients that say this and I say, okay, let's just start with five minutes. Yeah. You have to start somewhere. Right, right. You have to start tasting it. You know, there was a new ice cream. There's a great San Francisco like is crazy about their ice cream. Mm. And there was a new they're like gourmet ice cream mm-hmm. makers. And there was a new flavor out with black sesame. Mm. And black sesame and caramel. Mm. Right. Yeah. And so that okay so i'm going to bring in the meditation the mindfulness and this five minutes idea right so i just wanted to taste it right i just wanted to taste it Mm -hmm. and it was so good that i had to go back the next weekend and get it again right so it's that five minutes Mm -hmm. it's so good for the experience of it right right and then you go back and do it again yeah so you know, one of the things that I used to do, mm. and probably still do, whenever I have something that's bothering me or or an issue, I actually do mindless cleaning. <laughs> you know, stuff that I don't have to think about doing, you know, pushing a broom yeah. Or, yeah. or a vacuum or, or dusting yeah. or something, which, you know, I'm, I'm killing that task or I'm doing that task, but it my mind is is open to just problem solve and think yep. and and get that clarity and so you know maybe that's the way to start i don't know absolutely <laughs> absolutely again we're just taking that prefrontal cortex getting mm-hmm. into the posterior cingulate we're just going offline yeah yet you're doing a repetitive task mm-hmm. you know not, this doesn't have to think anymore no, no, right so no. it's open mm-hmm open when COVID hit I was cleaning the house every day yeah I got tennis elbow (laughs) (laughs) I didn't do that but but uh, yeah I know I mean you have to do something and I I I actually added some of those um, apps you know for in the morning just so I would get into that habit of starting my morning yeah with clearing my thoughts and calming down and just for, it was like for three minutes Yeah. before I got out of bed, you know, I just grabbed my phone, turned it on and just for three minutes. And then after that, you know, then I got into a longer habit of different things mm-hmm. with on my own meditating. Yeah. But, but it, it is, as you said, you have to start that habit. And you started and it's probably changed since then. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, right? absolutely has. And do you feel like you've reached more benefits or gained more benefits as a result? Absolutely. You start your day so much better with a better mindset. You know, you don't go in the day dragging the fact that you drug yourself out of bed, you know? Right. So in speaking about that, we gave some tips, but is there any easy way to meditate? I love the practice called yoga nidra. Yoga nidra. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very dreamy practice. Mm-hmm. You do not have to sit. 
you lay down in your bed. Oh, you nice. Lay down on the couch. <laughs> See, oh, every, everybody likes that. this. Up for yeah. that. <laughs> My students love, this is why students come back to me, uh, <laughs> is, is that it, they go, you go to a different place. Yeah. You explore a different dimension of your being, your essence through this nice. practice. Uh, so I'm a huge fan of Yoga Nidra. Yoga Nidra. Yeah. What is the quickest way that we can stop having obsessive thoughts? Calling somebody being of service, mm -hmm. you know, getting out of the self, right? Because again, we're so self-centered. Yeah. It's like self, uh, me, 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 me. As soon as we can direct that thinking outward, mm -hmm. we start to change our thoughts. We start, yeah. we change that loop. So I like to have, um, little alerts on the phone, call a friend, text a friend. Right. I'm a huge call. Like I like to hear mm -hmm. somebody's voice. Yeah. Uh, so I set up throughout my day, little meetings. Alert. Yeah. Uh, just to hear those conversations. Like what's, mm -hmm. what's going on with you in your world, Vicki, mm -hmm. right? Cause right. it takes me out of my obsessive thinking. But we, we say we don't want it to be about me, but we do want it to be about yeah. you in Told terms of self-care. You know, <laughs> it's like this double-edged sword. You know, uh -huh. we, we, we don't want you to obsess about you, 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 or me, 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 I guess. But uh -huh. we do want you to understand that self-care is, is not, a, necess is not a, a nicety. It is a necessity. It's essential. Yeah. Yeah. It's a must. Mm -hmm. And and especially as we age, right? Yeah. I, I started this conversation earlier talking mm -hmm. about DNA and how our genetics and how the world is just in overwhelm. We're in crisis mode. Yeah. So when we put our self-care as a priority, you know, we're really changing the way that our genetic or our DNA code is going to express itself as we age. Mm -hmm. And we're not aging backwards. We're aging right, right. forward, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. So it's time now for the rapid fire. This okay. This is where I'll give you five words or phrases and you just give whatever comes to the top of your mind, a little short answer. Best advice for overcoming perfection. <laughs> Best advice for overcoming perfection. Oh. I would pick up a book. Yeah. Right? Read something. I always like that because it shows me one that other people aren't perfect and they're doing okay. <laughs> it's always a good thing to know. It's like you you think, oh my God, I'm not like Mary or Sue, but you know, Sally over there is not either, but she's doing okay fine. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Parenthood. I'm sorry, say it again. Parenthood. Oh, parenthood, hard. Mm. Um, but so worth every single moment. Yep. Yeah. Lots of rewards. Mm -hmm. Mind body connection. A joy. Oh, I love that. Yes. Yeah. What is your best family memory? Oh my God, there's so many. I know. <laughs> 
I mean, that's that's hard because I have so many. I you know, um, pre-COVID, uh, Thanksgiving. Mm. Um, we went to a resort and and um, my son didn't want the turkey. They only had turkey. The chef made him a whole dinner just for himself. It was uh. pretty, pretty spectacular, and my son was just like, oh. <laughs> you know, um, yeah, so so many. Um, swimming in the pool this last summer with just my son and um, being with my nieces and nephew, just so many. I have so many. Yeah. yeah. And that's good. Walking the dogs and with my husband every night, just so many. Cool. Yeah. So what is the next path on your journey? Mm. I, I think it, it just goes back to walking towards a better mm-hmm. future, creating a better future, yeah. right? I don't want to leave the planet in total disarray. And I feel like it's in such a, it's a state right now. So mm-hmm. whatever I can do to help people change the direction of their being to help the planet right? To change, change mm-hmm. the thinking, you know, like if, again, I go back to this idea, if everybody were practicing mindfulness, the planet would be a whole lot better. And, and I think what that says is there's hope, you know, it, it isn't that we're saying doom and gloom. We're saying it's just a few things that you need yeah. to adjust and there's hope. There yeah. is that great potential yeah. for happiness and joy yeah. and fulfillment you just have to let yourself accept 100%. that. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Okay. For those of you that are just listening in, this is the time where I remind you, you should have had a pen and pencil along the way. But if you didn't go grab one right now, because I'm going to share my screen and it will be the contact information for Lane so that you can get further information from her. Okay, here we go. So her website is Lane kennedy.com that's l-a-n-e-k-e-n-n-e-d-y.com she's on linkedin pinterest instagram and facebook just search her name Mm -hmm. and she's going to talk to you about a free gift she has for you yeah so i'm a huge fan of smashing obsessive thinking and i have a master class over at overcome obsessive bad habits Uh, It's about a 90 minute class where I talk about different tools that you can Mm. use to eliminate that thinking. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So you want to go to www.overcomeobsessivebadhabits.com. Again, overcomeobsessivebadhabits.com for the free masterclass we all need. So much uh, pleasure to talk with you. You gave us great tips, tools, some things to think about. Um, and, and as I said, you gave us not doom and gloom, but some an area of hope that we will be able to make this world a better place for our kids, yeah. my grandkids, yeah. to make sure that everything that we didn't learn when we were young, we teach mm-hmm. those after mm-hmm. us. 
as I always end, life is a journey and it is up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nethling signing off. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nethling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.